God this morning. He's a good God, ain't he? He's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. To sum it all up, he's just God. He's God all by himself. I thank the Lord yet again for allowing me to stand before his precious people this morning. I thank the Lord for my pastor who allowed me to stand in her stead, my wife. I thought there was going to be missing in action. I'm like, where is she? Got to get on in here, girl. So I just thank God for just being God in my life. Thank the Lord for Sunday school this morning. I really enjoy Sunday school. You know, we, we, we prepare and we prepare, but it just don't seem like we can get all that we prepare for. God always seemed to take us on another journey in Sunday school. So I thank the Lord also for Brother Joe. And I thank God for just being a blessing in my life. I run into so many people out there uh, in the work field. I ran to this lady, man, on fire for God. I mean, on fire for the Lord. She said she's going to come. So she said she's going to and it's going to be a surprise to some folk. But God is just a good God. He's an awesome God. You know, sometimes when you think you, you're in a place for one reason, you're there for another. And so this woman began to tell me how she uh, played in all of these different churches. And she got on her keyboard, her keyboard and she began to play these songs. <laughs> I began to sing. <laughs> she began to sing. We began to have the worship and praise service in the house. I was there for about a, maybe an hour. We're talking about the Lord, how good he is. You know, we're trying to one-up each other. How God did this. Well, well, let me tell you about what God did for me over in this. But God is just an awesome God. I mean, I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time out there in the field. There is no way I would change what I'm doing now unless God tell me to do something different. They uh, keep coming to me about coming, sitting in the office. I said, that's just not me. I need to be out there in the field with the people. He said he would bless me in the fields too. So I just thank the Lord. Um, I'm not going to try to prolong the service. We ask God to watch over those that is normally here, that's not here, that's vacation or doing other things that they need to do or wanted to do. We ask God to be with them wherever they are. Keep them and watch over them. And we're going to be reading in the book of Genesis chapter 32 this morning. Try to hold your attention for a little bit this morning. And next week, just as a reminder, we're going to have a board meeting next Sunday and talk about some things. So if you got some things on your mind and your heart that you want to do in the house of God, do for God, Bring them next Sunday. And God just put some things in my heart. I ran across with Pastor about what I believe that God has given me to do. Not something that I desire to do, but I believe something that he gives me to do. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, yet again, Lord God, for allowing us, God, to handle this word. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us, Father God, to speak, Father God. Oh, God, under your presence and under your power, God. I ask you, Lord, this morning, God, that you would use me, God, for the time that you have allotted me, Father, I pray. I pray, Father, God, that the Holy Ghost will speak to me and speak through me, Father, God. Lord, I want to be in a, a blessing to your people. So I'm asking you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, oh, God, to speak to me this morning, God, that I may encourage your people, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask, amen, give God some praise in this house this morning. I know it ain't nothing but a few of us here, but we still can praise the Lord. We can still lift him up. Hallelujah. We want to talk a little bit about wrestling with God. Wrestling with God. We know you all are familiar with this passage, how Jacob wrestled with God. And I believe some people got this thing kind of twisted. But Jacob did wrestle with God. God wants you to wrestle with him too. You know, he wants you to wrestle with him. Very first verse. And Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. This is after him. He, he started leaving and fleeing from his father-in-law Laban. You know, he had to get out of there. So he left the house of Laban and Laban is behind him. And when Jacob saw them, 
he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanam. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them saying, thus shall you speak unto my Lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob said, thus I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there unto now. And I have oxen and asses and flocks and man, men servants and women servants. And I have sent, and I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to thy brother Esau and also he come to, to meet thee and 400 men with him. And Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two bands and Esau and said, if Esau come to one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. Here it is. He's running from Laban and Laban after him from behind and he's headed toward his brother whom his brother had made a vow in his heart that when daddy die, I'm going to, I'm going to kill my brother. I'm going to deal with him for stealing my birthright. He deceived me. And so here it is. He's running from these people and he came into a company. The Bible says he came into, uh, to meet two men in a place called Maharam. And Maharam means the two hosts are two camps. And the two hosts, I found out that it meant 60 for each host. So he met two men and they equaled up to 120 hosts. So Jacob wasn't by himself. He was running from his father-in-law and running right to his brother who swore that he was going to kill him. And so he said, look, y'all go ahead of me and go ahead and tell my brother, that I'm coming with all of these gifts to give him, that I may find some grace in his sight. And so when he came to his brother and his brother told him, say, look, that don't make no difference what he got. He found out that Esau was blessed too. Esau had just as much as Jacob had. So what you got don't mean nothing. I'm still coming after you. 400 men with him. And so Esau, Jacob gets upset and afraid, the Bible says, and he divided the people and all that he had and into two companies, just in case that if he killed one company, I have some more left. God telling us we ain't got to divide nothing. We can stand firm on his word. We know that the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. God is telling us we ain't got to separate from our loved ones. We ain't got to separate from nothing. We just got to keep ourselves separated from the world. And so he said, and he said, if Esau come with one company to smite the, and smite it, then the other company, which is left, shall escape. And Jacob said, oh, God, my father, Abraham, and the God of my father, Isaac, the Lord, which said it unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. Am I not worthy of the least of of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant? For with my staff I have passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he should come and smite me and the mother of my children. This man is really scared of his brother. He had right to be scared because this man said he's going to kill him. He's been after him for a long time. You know, how many know that the devil been after you for a long time? You know, even though when he catch up with you, he still can't do nothing with you. So he's going to keep on being after you for a long time. And thou saidest, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that night and took of that which came to his hand a present for Esau, his brother. Two hundred she goats and twenty he goats and 
200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milk camels with their coats, 40 kinds and 10 bulls, 20 she asses and 10 foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants. Uh, every drove by themselves and said unto his servant, pass over before me and put a space betwixt drove and drove. We said, look, pass over, go on in front of me. I'll put space between yourselves, you know, spread out. And he commanded the foremost saying, when Esau, my brother, meet thee and ask thee saying, whose art thou and whither thou goest and whose are these before thee? We got to know in, the, in this day, in this time, uh, who we are. He asked them who? Say when Esau asked you who you belong to, you tell them who you belong to. When somebody asks you who you belong to, you tell them who you belong to. We're going to tell them what Paul said. Paul said, I know who I am and whose I am. You got to know who you are in this day and age. And you got to know who you belong to. You ain't got no business running from nobody. No devil in hell can do anything with you. God said if, if the, if, if the whole world be against you, He's more than the whole, if, if, if God, God said he's going to be with you if the whole world is against you. And so commanding he the second and the third of all that followed the drove saying on this manner shall you speak unto Esau when you find him. And he said, and he's, and say ye moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob, Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the presence that go before me and after I will see his face prevention, we will, he will accept me. People just want to be accepted nowadays. They want to appease everybody. They don't want to offend nobody. They don't want to tell the truth and shame the devil. You got to tell the truth and tell and shame that devil, but you tell them in love. You know, you got somebody following you too all the days of your life. It ain't Jacob. You ain't got to worry about who's following you. It's, it's God is behind you. He said, I'm going to be with you always. David said, you know, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. I don't know about nobody else. I don't know how you think that you got to where you are today. I don't know how you think how you got where you are today. It was goodness and mercy that followed you all the days of your life. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the fort of Jake, Jabok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled with a man with him until the breaking of day. The Bible says that Jacob sent his people on forward. Go, y'all just go, go ahead. And he was left alone. How many know that sometimes God puts you in a place where you feel like you by yourself? That you're all alone and nobody else is there. Nobody to talk to. Nobody to consult with. No advice. You're just there all alone. Nobody even to care about you. You know, however we feel God put us in places where we're going to be by ourselves. And he, God does things for a reason. And he does things for a good reason. He don't do what some of us do sometimes, do things for no good reason. You got people out there just doing stuff for just no good reason at all. And so when God does something, he does it for a good reason. So he, he allowed Jacob to be left alone, uh, to be left by himself so he can, wrestle with God, be left by himself so he can talk with God, so he can pray to God. See, God wants you to be by yourself sometimes because sometimes when you're like my house, my house is just so busy, grandkids, sons, daughter-in-laws, it's just so busy there. So God got to put you in a place where you can just hear him and not the TV, not the radio, not the kids. Sometimes God only wants you to hear birds outside. God wants you to hear him. And so he was left alone. And there it says he wrestled with a man until the breaking of day. And sometimes when we wrestle, we don't wrestle to the breaking of the day. We wrestle just for a few minutes. Get on up, Lord, I'm finished. I know you heard me. Sometimes you just got to stay there. 
Sometimes you wrestle and you wrestle and wrestle with God. Lord, I'm wore out. I see you tomorrow morning. I got to wrestle with you tomorrow. <laughs> God is good. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. It is, he said, as he, the man, the angel of God. Let me get this straight. I know Pat's going to talk to me later. She, if, if, if she don't, brother, Al, that's, let me talk to you. Let me get this straight. Let, let me say this. He wrestled with a man, the Bible says. He wrestled with an angel, I believe. He didn't wrestle against God and prevail against God. So many people got that so twisted that he said, that he says he prevailed against God. Who can triumph over God? Who can beat God? Who is mightier than God? He didn't wrestle with, he didn't wrestle against God. He wrestled with God. That's the difference between with and against somebody. Yeah, I might wrestle with my children. We together, we wrestling. You know, some of them, they big now. They might get the best of me now. Before, I used to be able to put them in a figure four leg lot, put the sleeper on them. You know, y'all know nothing about that, wrestling at the chase. You know, you make them go to sleep. You know, but now they put that sleep on me and I got to wrestle with them to save my life. They so big, they so strong. He didn't wrestle against God. He wrestled with God. God wants you to wrestle with him. Be with God because with him, you can do some things, right? Say that again, Pastor. Pastor, you on one call. With God, you can do all things. You wrestle with God. You can overcome all things. So he wrestled with God. And so who can triumph over God? Who can fight against God and win? You can fight with God. Fight all you want. Told Paul, he said, Paul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Go on and kick. Go on, go ahead and push back. You're going to find out that you're going to want to go forward. You ain't going to want to go back. You know? He said, I remember... Back in the day, I'm a city boy, and I moved out here in the field, and my dad, you know, he making me out of a country boy. He teach me how to drive tractors and teach me how to plant, teach me how to do this, and make me out of a city boy. But I'm, I'm out of a country boy. I'm from the city. And back then, when you had some, anybody know anything about static? When you had some static, you know, you had to, Make sure that you had your camp with you, your two men with you, your right-hand man and this man. They always knew they didn't have to look over their back because they knew that my boys were with me. They with me. I, I, I ain't worried about nobody. They, they got my back. How many know that God got your back this morning? You ain't got to look over your back. You ain't got to look over your shoulder. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will always be with you. He promised that. And so when you look at how we used to be back then, you have somebody just running their mouth. The devil just running his mouth telling you what you ain't going to come into, telling you what you can't conquer, telling you what you ain't going to be, telling you what your kids ain't going to be, telling you what I'm going to take from you. Running his mouth. What the Bible tell what Paul say? He is a what? He's walking around roaring as if though he's a lion. We know who the true lion of Judah is. It's Jesus. He's walking around just running his mouth selling what we call wolf tickets. This what I'm going to do. This what ain't going to happen. This is what, hey, look, I'm telling you, it just can't happen. Tell that devil to shut up and put him under your feet. That's where he belongs. And he says, 
And he said, let me go. The man, the angel of God said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go. And he said, what is thy name? The man, this angel asked Jacob, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, thy name should not be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For a prince, for as a prince has thou power with God and with man and has prevailed. That's what people got off. He didn't prevail against God. He didn't prevail over God. He prevailed with God. And with God, you can prevail also. He said, he said, not only thy name, not only, he said, not only Jacob's name was changed and prevailed against God and had favor with God, but you also, you, your name has been changed. You got to know who your, you got to know who you are and know that your name has been changed. It ain't that old name no more. We know what Jacob meant. Jacob meant, they say he was a trickster. Jacob meant surplant or to follow behind. And surplant means a person who takes a position of power of importance illegally. It is Jacob when he was born, he Called his brother by the hill. God already told mama that look, the elder gonna serve the youngest. But Jacob, being a before he even come out of the womb, he's surplanting. He taking stuff that don't belong him. The devil trying to take stuff that don't belong to him. He trying to take things that don't belong to him. He trying to take God's people that don't belong to him. God said before the foundations of the world. I chose you. You belong to me. I've written them in the palm of my hand. Your name is written in the palm of God. You got to know who you are and who you serve. And so he said, Sir Planner means to take something illegally. And it's, that's what Jacob meant. And he changed his name and said, No more. Your name going to be Jacob. No more. Ain't gonna pick on nobody. No more your name gonna be Al. Your name is gonna be Israel. So I'm Israel Al. How about that? I'm God's child. I'm a prince. You are a prince. You are God's children. Your name ain't what it used to be. You don't do what you used to do. God has put something different in you. And chose you to do something different. So Israel means God contends and wrestles with God. Triumphant with God. That's what Israel means. What God is trying to tell us that who we are now that we are more than conquerors. We are much more than conquerors. Yes, we are. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Can a devil in hell handle you? All he can do is deceive you. Scare you out of your position. Scare you out of your place. He's walking around. Me and this brother, me and this lady was talking the other day, Friday, that lady who I was talking to. And we, we got to talking about some all kind of stuff. And she was talking about the devil coming against you. I said, the devil can go as far as the bloodline go. If the bloodline is here, she has some trees back there behind that little, what I call the bloodline. I said, if this is the blood, that's the far as the devil can go. He's just sitting there just running his mouth, running his mouth. And I said, the Bible tells us that we are the trees of righteousness, planted the planting of the Lord. He can say what he want to say to them trees, but it's up to the trees to look at that devil and say, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Shut your mouth. You got to speak to that devil. You got to speak to him. And so God is telling us that we we can't prevail. We're supposed to be prevailing. We're supposed to be triumphing over our tests and our trials. We're supposed to be triumphing in the, over all of this stuff that we see in the world. That All you hear on the news is bad news. We got to start listening to some good news. I've learned now, and I say, Lord, there's just too much bad news out there. It will take your faith. It will question your faith. 
I just start putting on the scriptures and start putting my earbuds and just start listening to the word because that's where the good news is. The good news is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's going to tell you that you can overcome. It's going to tell you that you will overcome. It's going to tell you that I'm going to provide all your needs. That's what the good news is. We need some good news. And all we hear about this president, this and president, that. Oh, this person, that person. Pastor always said, I, I repeat this often. The right one just ain't running. He ain't in, he ain't in the race. It's too bad that he ain't on the ballot, Pastor. Cause I'm sure. I made my election sure that he will win. He know he'll win because with God, he's going to prevail. With God, he has already prevailed. He overcame the cross. He overcame the shame. He overcame everything for you and me. And so he said, and said, he said, let me go for the break of day. And he said, I will not let you go. Jacob said, I ain't going to let you go except what you bless me. Too many people are letting go right now. Too many people are letting go, God, before they time or they just letting go, God, anytime. We can't let go, God. God is telling, wrestle with me in faith. Believe what I'm telling you. Believe what you've been told over your life. Hey, look, prophecies have been spoken over my life. It's been said I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. Just hold on and wait for God. Wrestle with God and watch and see don't they come to fruition you got you got to tell that devil I ain't gonna let go I ain't gonna let go people fingers are getting slippery they getting greasy you got two hands wipe that one off grip and wipe them off hold on and believe God for what he said believe him Jacob said, I ain't going to let you go. I don't care if the day break coming or not. You ain't, you ain't going nowhere. We can do the same thing with God. That's all God is telling us to do. Wrestle with him. Tell me what Jacob said. I ain't going to let you go, God, until you bless me. You promised my children were going to come in here like dominoes. That was a word that was spoken to me. And I believe it. He said, you believe the prophet? The word of prophet? Hey. We got to start believing. Don't start changing your mind. It ain't came to pass yet. Well, maybe God want me to do this. Maybe I should do that. I'm going to give y'all this testimony. Y'all heard it, but y'all didn't hear it. So I'm going to tell you about this testimony. God, my wife's granddaddy walked up to me. We was just dating. I just met my wife. Told me, said, boy, I'm going to give you this house. I didn't know the same word was spoken to my wife by him. We didn't know this until our 30th anniversary <laughs> three years ago. We didn't know this until our 30th anniversary. She kept it. I know if she kept it, she bring it before God. I kept it. I'm bringing it before God. Lord, that wasn't none of him talking. He got two grandsons. He got a granddaughter. He got a daughter. Why would this man just walk up to me and say, I'm going to give you this house? And as a young man, I said, oh, okay, well, whatever. You know, thank you for considering me. But fast forward, the house is ours. God blessed us with the house. But the enemy, then he passed the enemy, did he put up a fight. We was in here almost every other Sunday. Standing up, we need y'all to stand with us. They knocking on the door. They taking pictures. They called and asking, is the house for sale? The house wasn't in our name at the time. It's in somebody else's name. We don't know what's going on. We just in the dark. We can't inquire about nothing. But all we had to do was just keep wrestling with God. Lord, you said this. You promised us this house. I didn't ask for this man's house. That would be covered in it. He said he was going to give me this house. He told my wife he's going to give this house. And so we just wrestling with God, believing God, believing God. But how many know, y'all know the end of the story, that God blessed us with that house? God don't want you to give up. He don't want you to throw in the towel. He wants you to throw your towel away. Get rid of the towel. Just stand firm and believe God, and God is going to come through for you. You just got to do it. So, so many people are just letting go. And that's why... Man, Brother Joe had a good time this morning. 
That's why the church is in the state that it's in. God is not pleased because they letting go. And they doing other things. They bring it in. I don't. They bringing in all these dance teams, all of these things that belong to the world. I mean, God called us to be holy. He called us to be separate. You know, you know, when God calls, you say, be ye separated. You know, come out from among them. You know, that's good if they come among you. But when they come among you, you're supposed to be putting some life in them, some truth in them. You don't supposed to be petting them on their backs. You know, well, we need a dance team to get the folk come in. No. What we need is what pastor been trying to do for years. We need to get some folk in here start praying, seeking God's face, turning from our wicked ways, and then God going to heal the land. Then the people come in. That's what we need. We don't need another show. All we, we got too many entertainments in the job, in the, in the church. We don't need no more shows. Too many. God wants you to seek him. He wants you to wrestle with him. Well, I can't pray that that long, brother. I like pastor be praying. I can't pray that long either. But I'm going to give him what I got. When I first started praying, I didn't know how to pray. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. All I was taught to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I was all just saying, thank you, Jesus. 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 I'm doing all right, Pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's what I was taught. And so God going to honor faithfulness. Get, get in the house of God. Folk talking about they ain't got to be in church no more. The church is in me and all of this crazy stuff. I mean, where, where is that written? It says that we are the church. Jesus said, when they put you out of the church, then you got to revert to doing, All right, Pastor, can we come over to your house and pray? Karen, is your house available? Can we come over and pray? But folk, don't want nobody in their house no more. So thank, thanks be unto God that he's keeping the churches open. They ain't putting us out. <laughs> People don't want you to come in their house. They don't want you to come into God's house. They just want you to sit home like them and say, well, we all right. You ain't all right. You going through. I'm I'm going through and I'm in church. But I'm going to keep on wrestling with God until my change come. Job said, though he slay me, yet would I trust him. All the days of my point in time, I'm going to wait until my change come. Wrestle with God and watch us see don't God turn things around. You got to wrestle with God. God wants you to wrestle with him because when you wrestle with God, you be, you are victorious. You are victorious. You know, uh, people again I say they are letting go you know they, they just give up I know I don't go to church like I used to but I ain't letting go I know I don't fast like I used to but I ain't letting go I know I don't pray like pastor brother Joe my wife but I ain't letting go open up the doors I'm going to be there right with you I'm going to be on your heels and the doctor said, my time is almost up. Somebody just said they got six months to live. I ain't letting go. I don't care what the doctor say. If God didn't say it, then it ain't so. Doctors can say what they want to say. But if God didn't say it, it ain't so. And it don't have to be so. God wants you to trust him. Wrestle with God. And watch and see, don't you come out victorious. You know, God promised us some things. He promised if we continue to follow him. Continue means to keep on. It don't mean you're going to have a, a pitfall. It don't mean you're going to slip. David said, I almost slipped. <laughs> Some folk almost slip, but some folks slipping. But that don't mean God ain't with you. You know, you got to continue. Get back up. Some folk ain't getting up. Some people still laying down after they just slip. I can't move nothing but my eyes. You know, get yourself up. Dust yourself off. 
But you got to come on back to God. You got to come back, God. Lord, I'm sorry. Help me in this area, Lord. I can't stay there no more. I got to keep going. I got to press toward that mark of the prize of the high call, which is in Christ Jesus. And so don't think that Jacob didn't go through. Jacob went through some stuff. Don't think that Jesus didn't go through. Jesus went through some stuff. Don't think that you ain't going to go through something. You're going to go through something. You know, people say, well, don't pray for patience because without you pray for patience, you don't have a whole lot of tests and trials. It just seemed like God gave me that anyway before I started asking for patience. I'm going to ask God for what I need. If I need patience, Lord, give me patience. You know, if I need to be humble, Lord, humble me. If I can't humble myself, you know, he said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. If I can't humble myself, Lord, if you don't humble me, then I'm going to lose my soul. If God, if you don't break this sheep leg where well, I won't keep wandering and keep me in that, in that pen, I'm going to lose my soul. You got to stay in the fold. He said, you go in and out and find that pasture, but you got to stay in it. And when you stay in it, then you can win it. But you ain't in it, you can't win it. Because you ain't, ain't no winning without God. I don't know how nobody going to be victorious without this God. I don't know how nobody going to be victorious without the Lamb of God. Thanks be unto God, which give us the victory through Christ Jesus. So Jacob suffered a little bit. We suffer. Wow. Peter said, but the God of all grace. We know we serve a God of all grace who had called us until his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, you have suffered a while. And folk don't want to suffer nothing. They don't want to go through nothing. Lord, I'm saved. I ain't supposed to have this cancer. You're right. Lord, I'm saved. My leg wasn't supposed to get broke. Lord, I'm saved. Where these migraines just come up from? Lord, I'm saved. My kids running around like they ain't got no daddy, no mama. What's going on, Lord, I'm saved? He said, after that you have suffered. And Peter said, a while. I don't know how long a while is. But you better wait on God. He said, after you suffered a while, he make you perfect. Yes, he does. And he said he establishes you. And he strengthens you. You know, I know we know about being strengthened. And then he said he settles you. That settles it. God, after you've gone, done through all of that suffering, he said he's going to make you what you ought to be. And how many know that we need to be made what God wants us to be? Not my will, Lord. Not what I want to be. But thine will be done. Let your will be done in my life, Lord. Lord, I wanted to be a basketball star. I was good at it. I wanted to be like Mike. I did. When I saw that dude play, I went in the schoolyards. I shoveled snow off the school off the school ground so I can dribble that ball till it didn't have no more air in it. And I emulated everything that he did. And I've come to do some things that he didn't do. I was bad, dude. I was so bad that I did something so wrong to play this sport that they knew I can play. I lied and told them that I had to stay home and take care of them, help my daddy take care of my family. Because I knew they wanted me to play so bad. And I figured, you know, high school kid, how far are they willing to go? How far are you willing to go today? I told them, well, I can't, I can't play this sport. Why not? Well, I have to help my daddy take care of the family. I said, well, so where are you working at? Lied again. I'm working for this electricity company. That was my shop, and I was working at a restaurant, <laughs> Richard Perry's restaurant. So, oh, okay then. So, how much you get paid an hour? I lied again. I was a dishwasher and a prep cook 
making five twenty an hour. And I bumped it up to six twenty. I said, Well, uh, six twenty. They said, Well, here, son, come on over here. We understand that people in the hood, you know, they they suffer a little bit. Here I am lying. What well, we didn't want for nothing. Daddy took care of us. Not only us, he took care of people in the neighborhood. We had toys. We had everything that we wanted. But that was me. The devil got a hold of me. He said, well, every time you have to go to work, uh, every time we have practice, and every time we have a game, we pay you $6.20. Hour. Okay. I don't, all right, so I'm playing basketball. But, you know, that didn't last long. That didn't last long. I mean, you know, when you're doing things wrong, it don't last forever. It ain't going to last long at all. Once I played against Vashon, we played, that was my last game. I said, I'm done. I thought I was about something. But I see that I ain't worth nothing. These guys here, boy, they were bad. But look, you ain't got to lie to nobody. You got a father that's in heaven that's going to take care of you. He said, after that, you have suffered a while. He make you perfect. He establish you. Some folk need to be established. Some folk need to be strengthened. But after God done with all that, he said he's going to make you out of what you're supposed to be. Look, I wasn't supposed to be no basketball star. Somebody told me that not long ago, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him what your plans are. Just go and tell God what you're going to do. And God said, okay, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. I had no idea that I'd be up here talking this kind of talk to the, to people. That wasn't just, that wasn't none of me. That's out of my realm, Pastor. Wasn't none of me. I was a tennis shoe, sweatpants, and heck, cock six deuce. That's the kind of guy I was. I was just plain jeans, sweatshirt, just, just leave me alone, guy. But God came into my life one day, changed my, I mean, turned my world around. Came in this club called Ten Grand Flamingo on Goodfellow and Natural Bridge. Sitting up in there. And I called him something back then because I didn't know who he was. Come talking, speaking in my ear, say, go home. Get out of here. You don't belong here. Man, who said that? Had my orange juice. No gin, because I didn't drink. I was just, y'all ought to know what I'm talking about, Tawana, Karen. I was just A-faking. <laughs> I was putting on a rich like I was drinking gin and juice. But I had to have my wits about me when I was in clubs. I wasn't crazy. All the way crazy. And so that he came to me that what I call him something. Came to me again and say, go home. Get out of here, you don't belong. He did it on the third time. I hurried up and went and got my two buddies and said, man, y'all got to take me home. I don't belong here. And it's like, what is you talking about you don't belong here? You came and you you rolled with us. You got in the car. I said, just take me home. And from that day forth, I just go home after work and sit in this red chair and just read my Bible. God can do some alterations in your life. Man, he can, he can hem you. He can taper you up. He can make you look real good for him. And I ain't talking about these threads. He can make you look real good by suffering a while. When people call you out your name, he can make you look real good. When people disrespect you, he can make you re- look real good. When they talk bad about you, call you out your name, he can make you look real good. When you left alone, your friends don't want you no more, he can make you look real good because you know what? You're wrestling with God. You're still there. Say, Lord, out of all of that, I still choose you. God can make you look good. God bless you this morning. Wrestle with God. Come on, don't give up. Don't let go. Hold on and don't let go. Think back what God has spoken into your life. And remember what God had told you and say, yes, Lord. Uh Uh-huh. The kingdom suffered violence. And the violent got to wrestle and take it by force. Take it. It belonged to you.
It's yours. It's mine. It's all mine. I'm getting mine. Yes, I am. God bless you this morning. I'm done. I'm finished. I hope that you was encouraged by something that I've said that, that the Lord has spoken to you. If nothing else, take away, wrestle with God. Don't wrestle against God. Don't wrestle against him. You know, you, you're fighting a losing battle. You don't wrestle for the rest of your life and lose your soul. Just go with the grain. Go with him. Wrestle with him. Lord, okay. You know, God going to put that devil to sleep, put the sleeper hold on him. He going to put him in that figure four lock. <laughs> so fast, I watch too much TV. <laughs> Those are the things that I watch, but God going to do it when you start praying and worshiping him. Let him do it. He want to do it. Jacob prevailed with God. Pastor prevailed with God. Brother Joe and Victor prevailed with God. My brothers and sisters prevail with God. And that's the only way you're going to prevail. With God. God bless you. Anybody need prayer this morning? Need touch and agree about anything. Want to stand in proxy for somebody? Anybody need a rededication? Anybody's soul need to be saved. Don't wrestle against God. Don't kick against the pricks. Wrestle with them. Don't make no difference how long you've been out, where you've been, where you plan on going tomorrow or uh, this evening. He can stop all that and put you on the path of righteousness. Put you on a straight and narrow but there is eternal life. But when you wrestle against God, don't go with what God says. You on that broad and wide way. What I call Broadway. A lot of folk walking down Broadway. Duh, 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 duh. Nothing else. Let us stand and we dismiss. Pastor, you have anything? Hmm. Yes, ma'am. God bless all of you. I have an announcement <clears throat> that my granddaughter, Brittany, will be preaching next Sunday. This Sunday. Next Sunday, the fifth Sunday. This will be her. What do you call it when you when people just come in? Their debut. Debut, yeah. She is she's a she's a teacher. And uh, I've been to school with her. She invites me in once a year during certain times of the year and to talk to the students about certain things. And uh, and I've heard her teach because I think she taught one time here, right? But she was through Sunday. Well, she came to me and asked me, so it's her time. Uh, the Lord anointed her when she was 12 years old, laid his hands upon her, and gave her my mantle. And I'm a, t- I'm a minister. So you better come on, chat. <laughs> so yeah. So she thought about it. I, we never talked about it too much. And uh, she came to me one day. She said, "Grandma, say I've been. I just prayed for. Her. I never told her what to do or whatever." She said, "I'm going to minister uh, the fifth Sunday." I said, "Well, then that's sweet." <laughs> so the Lord is good. So once the Lord lays hands on you, you can't forget. You might pretend like you didn't forget, but you won't forget. The first experience you ever had with God, like I was saying about the Lord walked in and told him to come out that bar, took him out. You just cannot forget what God said to you. And then I, when I was, uh, and when I'm not going to preach, I was, I was, as he was talking, I was sitting here thinking, but I don't know how old I was. I was in the South, and we was a church. We, I come from the Holiness Church. And that's all we taught is holiness. You know, we didn't teach nothing about God doing things or getting healed or nothing like that, you know. And so I was outside. I had, we was freshly married. I was living, we had a little two or three bedroom house and I was outside uh, in the back. It was dark. And he called my name, literally from the heavens. He called me twice. He said, Celeste, Celeste. Oh, that scared me so bad. So our church didn't teach nothing about no, nothing. I got up there, honey, and I'm going to throw that door down, get back, and I was just trembling. I just, 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 you know, uh, but I never was the same after then. Even though my church didn't teach a lot, 
the Lord led me into deeper things as I, you know, he led me into the Holy Spirit. We didn't teach that. But when he called your name, you'll never be the same. So I don't have anything else to say. I do want to thank the Lord for my goods. I guess I'm older, so y'all have to kind of excuse some silly things you think for me to do. But I have eight girls. And, and uh, is it right? Am I right? And sometime, one, one Sunday, all eight was here, and I was counting. One, two, three, four, five, six. I said, Lord, no, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but I just uh, I appreciate the Lord. I really do. I appreciate things we did. Praise the Lord. Karen got them singing. We did all we sung. We learned scriptures. We had a good time. We really did. So he has dismissed the church. If you want to dismiss, do you want to dismiss? No, you're going to dismiss. This is your service. It looked like I took it, but I'm not going to take it. And pastor, you ain't got to apologize for what God do for you. I'll be bragging on God too when my sons come in. I'll be counting them too. You got eight daughters and two sons. I got eight, seven sons. So I'll be glad when I'm able to count. So, hey, you just lifting up the Lord. You know, telling people what God, not only what he's done, but what he want to do. You know, God want to save our children. That's right. And so I counted a blessing. So you are a blessing to me. You are a blessing to me. Sure enough. So keep counting and keep on giving God praise. Whoever don't like it, that's just between them and God. Hey, there be nothing else we're going to dismiss. Heavenly Father, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word on today, God. We thank you, Lord God, for reminding us, God. Lord, that we must wrestle with you, God, because with you, God, we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us, Lord God. And I pray, Father God, that you will watch over each and every one of us, Father God, as we depart from one another's, but never from your presence, God. I pray, God, that you will be with us, Lord, on the highways and the byways, God. God, cover us with your blood. Please, Lord God, and hide us behind the cross of mercy, Lord God. We pray, Father God, until we meet again, the church say, Amen. Amen. Amen.